Hey, this is your host, Jeremiah Latimo, and this is Gates of Perception. The totality of the universe is it's just perception. And uh, it's how we perceive things. And uh, there are no facts, only interpretations. The, the psychical events are facts, are realities. And when you observe the stream of images within, you observe an aspect of the world, of the world within. And so, you see, the man who is going by the external world, by the influences of the external world, say, society or perceptions, sense perceptions, thinks that he, he is more valid. Don't relate yourself to any person, anything, any idea. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. To those that are listening for their first time, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Let's just get into it. So today I really want to talk about this nice and sweet girl persona that women take on in their relationships as a form of protection and as a way of creating safety for themselves. And I want to share why mature men, masculine men, will not be attracted to that. And why masculine men, mature men, do not want that in their woman. That is an aspect that they will welcome, but they don't want that to be the entirety of her personality, how she shows up, and how they relate to one another. I really want to emphasize this for both men and women listening so that the bar can raise for the type of men that I see in the world and for for women to know for themselves that this isn't something that's actually desired by men that are mature. And if you are with a man that desires that from you to be sweet and nice, it means you're not with a mature man. Right. And that will open you up to deeper states of reflection because that could mean you're not ready to embody your own empowered self and and levels of maturity that you can rise to. And then you can look within yourself and see why is that the case. But it can allow you to see that the man that you may think is an alpha, the man that you may think is your guy, the man that you may think is powerful or very masculine or, you know, high value. If he's requiring, right, directly or indirectly for you to embody this persona in order for him to be happy, then you know for yourself, the guy you're with isn't really mature. So let's just get into it. So women need to understand that your desire to not be with a guy that's nice and has no backbone is the same desire that a man who's truly in touch with himself, who's reaching towards his highest potential, his desire is the same. He does not want to be with a woman that is embodying this nice girl persona. It's of no interest to him, it's not attractive, and it's unappealing. Because what that says to him is that she's not in tune with her own power, force, 
and feminine essence. Because the feminine is able to direct the masculine in the places inside of himself that he cannot go to alone without her support, without her guidance, without her direction, without her correction. This is why we have relationships, because I can only go to places inside of myself. There's limits to where I can go by myself, right? This is why I have relationships. This is why I have friends. This is why I have family. This is why I have mirrors in my life, because those people, these environments, even the earth, even my relationship with spirit, all of these things point me to places that I cannot see by myself, right? And to be honest, there's nothing that I've ever seen inside of myself that was just viewed because of me. Like I was the only result of me being able to reflect and notice this aspect of myself. It always came from something that I witnessed outside or some guidance that I received outside or somebody that I was watching behave a certain way and I recognize uh, similarities between myself and them or a direct insight from somebody I know and love or a stranger, whatever it is, there was always a component of something external that brought me to something deeper within myself. So I say that to say in relationships, when we're relating to each other, we're here to bring each other to places where we cannot go alone, where we cannot travel alone right? And mature men, I've talked about this on my episode about what mature men really want in a partner. If you haven't, please go listen to that. But what I'm emphasizing from that podcast episode is the aspect of a mature man that really enjoys and appreciates accountability and responsibility. Because when I have responsibility as a mature man, That means I can continue to progress. I can continue to rise to the heights of who I know myself to be, right? But if I'm avoiding responsibility, if I'm avoiding accountability, then I'm afraid of reaching the heights of who I know I can be, right? So what would I do then? I will choose partners that are okay with me not taking responsibility, me not taking responsibility for how I treat them me not taking responsibility for how I dishonor them or use them or disrespect them, right? I choose partners like that because I'm afraid of responsibility and accountability. Because if I'm held accountable, I have to look at myself. And if I have to look at myself, then that means I have to see that who I believe myself to be isn't who I really am. Because I may think I'm a man, But based on the things that I'm attracted to, based on the type of relationships I'm in and how I show up in them, um, I think this will lead me to recognize that I'm still a little boy. I'm still scared. I'm still scared of being abandoned. I'm afraid of being betrayed. And I'm still holding on to my mother's arms. I can't let her go. And I'm still looking for that love and approval and validation that I didn't receive from my mother, right? I'm still caged to that version of myself. And this is why I choose these partners that I need to be sweet and nice. Because I cannot handle and I cannot hold the magnitude of what a woman really is. I can't hold that. Because it will bring me to places inside of myself I'm not ready to confront, to address, and even be with. 
And those are the parts of me that are still afraid of being abandoned. Like when I'm with a woman that's in her power, what I'm approached with is the fear that she will abandon me. Because a woman that's in her power is not interested in being liked or understood, is not interested in keeping the peace. So if I'm not showing up as my full self, if I'm fucking up, if I'm not honoring her, if I'm disrespecting her, if I continue to cross her boundaries, she will leave me. There's no doubt about that. So that's my fear, is that when my imperfections show up and I can't keep it together, that I have a woman that is completely okay with walking away from me and saying, hey, this is how you're showing up. Yeah, that doesn't align with the man I need right now in my life. So I'm afraid of that experience. So this is what I'm saying is that this is an immature mindset, right? And to avoid that, I choose partners that are sweet and nice. So to the women listening, you see what I'm painting here? You see what I'm illustrating here? This is the mindset of an immature man. Men that want you to be that way, it's, it's for them to be able to take advantage of you. And what they're taking advantage of is your compassion, is your empathy, is your unconditional forgiveness, is your willingness to be accepting. They're able to take advantage and abuse all of these qualities of you and actually encourage them to continue to come out until they're exhausted and depleted, right? Because when I mistreat you, you then go into compassion, not for yourself. You go into compassion for me, right? Why did he do that? Oh, I remember his trauma. Like that was really difficult when he was with that woman that cheated on him before. Or his mother really was hard on him when he was a boy. And that would make sense why he would act and treat me this way, right? You jump into that versus I don't really like the way you just spoke to me. Like get out of my room. Get out of my house. I'm not interested in talking to you anymore. We're going to go no contact for about three months until you get your act together. Like that is not the response I'm going to expect from you, right? So that means I can take advantage of you, right? I can continue to deplete these qualities of yourself because I know you can't stand up. I know you won't stand up for yourself. I know you won't stand up for that little girl inside of you that's being mistreated and disrespected, right? And as that immature man, I can take advantage of that. So this is what I mean that just as women don't want nice guys with no backbone, because that means for them, they can take advantage of that nice guy, right? Most often women don't want to be with nice guys because they know the nice guy won't stand up to them, won't enforce a boundary, won't say, hey, I'm not okay with that. Stop doing that. Stop texting your ex. Stop going out to the club so much with your friends. He won't enforce these boundaries. He won't check you. He won't give you guidance and correction because he's too afraid to do so, right? He doesn't stand on anything. His self-image is so fractured. It's so fragile that he won't even speak up for himself, right? And women... Women can only entertain that kind of guy for so long because they know for themselves, like, I can't really go anywhere with this guy. He can't really bring me to places inside of myself that I have not seen because he won't challenge me. There's no challenge here. 
right? How am I, I won't, I'm not going to be pushed to take accountability. I'm not going to be pushed to honor his boundaries. I know I won't, right? So women sometimes choose the nice guy, but then they realize there's, whoa, I can't really grow in this relationship because the guy is too damn nice. He's too compassionate. He's always tending to my needs and he doesn't really consider his own. So again, that type of man, a woman knows for herself, she can't really respect. So most often women won't even be with the nice guy, right? So they'll go off the other spec, they'll go completely on the opposite direction and date the assholes, date the guys that do have backbone, but have absolutely no heart, aren't even sensitive to the needs of other people. So it's still, it's still finding that center, still finding that balance. But what I'm saying is that women don't want nice guys, right? For that reason of knowing that they can take advantage of them. And most women, you know, it's, it's interesting because this shows the difference between men and women, because I've always heard women say that, no, I'm not really interested in dating nice guys because they know for themselves that they can take advantage of them. Like they really can't respect a guy like that, right? They know for themselves. But the thing about men is that they know that this girl is upholding this kind of nice, sweet girl persona and they actively date them, knowing that they can take advantage of them, right? I've seen women say, no, I'm not interested in dating that kind of guy. I'm going to shy away from that. I'm going to find something different for myself, but guys, men really just jump into it. They're like, oh, yes, sweet girl. She's trying to be the nice girl all the time. She wants to be loved and liked by everybody. Perfect. My ideal woman. Right? So this kind of shows the difference between men and women. It's just like men go directly there. They're like, hell yeah, that's what I want. I can take advantage of her. She won't speak up for herself. She'll most likely validate my entitlement as well. This is great. You know, so it's just about seeing the importance in truth like when we speak up when we share the truth in our relationships for women that are with men and for men that are with a partner right now it's important to speak the truth because when the truth is not spoken it serves nobody it doesn't serve you even if you think it serves you it doesn't really because as a woman you perpetuate his entitlement, and then he doesn't get to rise into who he can actually be. And as a man, when you are okay with your woman withholding the truth from you and not speaking her undiluted truth, you don't get to rise into your potential. You don't really get to find out who you can be. So it serves no one. But when the truth is spoken, it actually serves everyone. Because when I can speak my truth, we can see with freedom hey, is this really for me? When we're openly honest, right? We can really see if the relationship is for us. We can really communicate how we feel. We can really get in touch with our needs when we're not trying to maintain the relationship, when we're not trying to keep the peace, when we're constantly not trying to feel like our partner will abandon us. Like we can actually find out what is this relationship and why am I here? Who is this person to me? And is, is, is there a need to continue this relationship? Is there a need to explore it further? We can finally find those things out because understanding and speaking the truth is actually serving us into something greater. 
it's that fear of finding out how truth will serve us. That's what blocks us from experiencing it because truth is actually liberating. But the parts of us that don't feel liberated by it are the ones that are holding on to the things that aren't true. Right? So we experience the liberation as suffering. But it's because there's aspects of ourselves that are holding on to the false, that are holding on to a crumbling world, a crumbling relationship, a crumbling child narrative. Those are the parts that experience it as suffering. But for who we really are, it's fucking liberating. We want it. We desire it. We want to emerge out of this little cage and cocoon and burst into who we really are. So that we can see as well the relationships that were never able to survive the emergence of our true self. We can see for ourselves, oh, this was only here to hold these little aspects of myself. This relationship was never able to hold my undiluted truth. This relationship was never able to hold the me that speaks up for myself. That says, mm, I'm not okay with that. Mm, I, I, I'm not interested in doing that. Speak to me like that again and this is the consequence you'll face. Now I'm finding out the relationships that were never able to hold that. They couldn't even welcome it, right? And so for me, I then create an opening for the relationships that can. And for me, that's very, very appealing to me. This is what I mean by maturity is that becomes appealing. That becomes a goal. That's what we, we push towards. In our immaturity, that we believe we need to preserve every connection or that we can experience rebirthing ourselves without having to lose anything, without having to lose any connections, right? That the fire of who I am can burst through and it won't burn anything in the process. That's delusion. That's, it's the, the mindset of a child. Because it's like, what have you learned from observing nature? You've absolutely learned nothing. Every season, every beginning comes with a death, comes with an ending. But in those beginnings, they're beautiful. But there's an ending that always takes place. There's something that always must go. And it's our belief that we can just continue to hold and hold and hold and hoard these connections, these relationships, while trying to welcome in more. It's ridiculous. Thinking that I can be in a home with four couches, two refrigerators, and four beds, and that I can welcome in more furniture, that I can keep buying shit from Ikea and say, oh no, I want that couch too, but I can't let go of this couch. I want to keep this couch, but I want to buy three more couches because those couches are so beautiful. I love the color. I love the texture. I want that couch in my home. But your home is like, bro, you got to let go of some fucking couches if you really want this shit. And it's this, it's this hoarder mindset that plagues the world. Because everyone is trying to hoard something. It's trying to hoard these connections. It's trying to hoard these crumbling relationships, these crumbling systems that we see in the world. We're trying to maintain this crumbling system while also trying to welcome in a new one. It's like, no, let that shit die. Like, let it go. And that's, that's the difficulty we have in life and in our relationships and in the world is that we have a very odd relationship with death. We're so afraid of letting things die. 
Like we're so afraid of letting something burn and crumble. Like we think we have to preserve it. We have to try to keep it intact. And we don't understand the power in death, the beauty in destruction. The destruction of a relationship is literally gorgeous. Like there's there's a creation in that process and that creation is a more empowered version of myself that can stand in that destruction and find beauty in it. So I think it's important in our relationships to see where we are withholding our truth to preserve a connection for both men and women. And where did we first learn that? I think is really the question. Where did we first learn that? Most often it's in our childhood home where we learn to shrink ourselves, shrink our truth for our parents. Because they told us that, hey, when you express your authentic feelings, such as anger, frustration, disappointment, even sadness, sometimes even joy, that's too much for me. Like, tone that down a little bit. Go in your room and cry. Or when you're angry, just don't get angry again. Like, just don't get angry at all. I don't, I don't want to see it. This is where we receive that messaging. So we found safety in shrinking ourselves and holding our tongues and not speaking up. Right? We found safety there. But when you become an adult and you carry that pattern over and you still think that you can find safety in shrinking yourself, not speaking up, being afraid of conflict because somebody might abandon you, right? This child story. Yeah, it's really not going to serve you when you become an adult because you'll keep creating relationships where people are only interested in getting things from you, not giving anything back to you, right? Because when you're neglecting your needs, you only meet people that are more interested in what they can get from you, right? You only meet, you only become easier to love for the people that want to use you. You only become lovable to the people that don't care about your needs, that don't care to meet them, right? Because then that means, hey, if you don't care to meet your own needs and you don't care to express them and I don't care to meet them, we're a perfect dynamic. We're a perfect duo. I don't care about meeting your needs. I don't want to be sensitive to your needs. And you don't want to be either perfect. Let's, let's build a relationship together. But from what we've experienced, where, where does that take us? How does that relationship end? We know this story all too well. How does, that, how does that end? Ask yourself these questions. Where did you first learn that being silent, right? Shrinking yourself and not speaking up about how you feel about something or someone is how you keep yourself safe. Where did you first learn that? And what parts of yourself are still holding on to that as the truth? And where can you wake yourself up so that you can get a grip on your reality and start bringing in authentic relationships? Because when you're doing that, you're not being authentic. And trust me, your relationships won't be authentic either. 
So thank you so much for joining me for this episode today. If you know somebody that will resonate or find interest in this episode, please feel free to share it with them. If you've been enjoying my recent episodes, please feel free to share a review. I really love the recent reviews I've been getting, and it just means a lot to me to uh, hear your responses and get your feedback about how these episodes have been impacting you. And thank you again for being a part of this episode and joining me today. And I wish you all a beautiful day and a beautiful night. Peace.